Alright everybody, welcome back to Gold on the Ceiling. This is episode 2. I'm back with Ben and Ryan. Uh, say hello guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> it was a shorter off season than I think most people expected we'd have. Uh, very, very heartbreaking way to end the season. But we talked about that when we recorded the first episode. However, 2017-18 is upon us. It starts officially, well, the season for the NHL started tonight. However, the Predators don't get things started in Boston until tomorrow night. But we're going to talk about a few things, get everybody pumped up, stoked about the season. Um, what's everybody been up to since we recorded back in July? Guys? Hey, yeah, uh, a whole lot of nothing, really. Uh, I've uh, been at school, that university life, that's about it. Well, now you have something to something to occupy your time for the next, what, nine months? Yeah, and looking forward yeah, to it. I, mean, I could not be more excited. There's hockey season, and then there's waiting for hockey season. Exactly, <laughs> and you know, the Braves weren't very good this year. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that October finally means something for me personally, and that's the start of hockey season. But, uh, like I said, we haven't recorded since July 31st. Thank you guys, uh, or thanks to everybody that listened to that first episode. Uh, we're up over 200 listeners for that first one. So, I mean, I know that's not a huge number, but it's success like I've never experienced doing this, so... I'm personally grateful to everybody who took the time to listen, whether it was once, twice, 16 times, however many times you listen to it, thank you a lot. Uh, but hopefully, from this point on, we can give you a more consistent schedule. Uh, obviously, the season's here, so that will give us content galore. And I uh, can't wait to get into it, so we're going to go ahead and start. Uh, first thing is... I'm unorganized. First thing I want to talk about, Ryan Ellis out until, what, after the new year? More than likely. I think something like that. Christmas time, I think Boyle said. Yeah, so he's going to be out for months, uh, not just a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, had surgery over the offseason, correct? Yep. Yeah, so probably... One of the uh, the biggest surprises from last season was Ryan Ellis's ascent to uh, stardom, <laughs> and now you know he's going to be shelved for a couple months. Um, let's talk about what that does to the defensive core, at least to start the season. It's a it's a big blow. It hurts, especially because uh, Laviolette likes to have the. Uh, three right-handed D, three left-handed D, and uh, losing Ellis really puts a uh, a wrench in that plan. Yeah, I mean, basically it means Emelin has to play 
you know, second pairing minutes, and that's not ideal uh, for any team. So uh, it does put us in a bind. Uh, you, you lose Ellis, you know, half the season, basically. Uh, so it's, it's definitely going to be worth watching first half of the season, how we play defensively. Um, there's uh, a new face for the time being on defense and Samuel Gerard, and uh, mm -hmm. we'll be worth watching how he plays as well. Now, do you think that, you know, maybe Matias Ekholm gets bumped up to that first line with Roman Yossi in Ryan Ellis's absence? No, it looks like uh, they're going to keep PK and Ekholm as their premier line to go against the top line of uh, opponents. So I, th I think uh, after doing some experimenting with uh, PK and Emelin, who have played together in Montreal, they kind of settled on that Ekholm-Suban line as their top line. All right, well. Hopefully we can make it through, uh, like we were talking about before the show, Ben. I mean, this defensive this defensive group suffered from injuries last season as well. Uh, we found a way to get through it, and before we knew it, we were in the Stanley Cup Finals. So if we can just tread water, do well enough without Ryan Ellis, I think that you know things will be great once he comes back. That'll be you know, almost like we traded for a player because he's coming back, he's providing a spark uh, that we, we won't have – we will not have seen for the first half of the year. So we just have to, to get through the uh, the next couple months without him and hopefully not fall too far down. But another injury that could plague, or I don't know that it'll plague us as much as the Ryan Ellis injury, is Nick Bonino. I'm not sure what the, the entire roster designation means. Um Ryan or Ben, can any of you explain that? Well, both Ryan Ellison uh, and uh, Nick Bonino were designated non-roster, which is no sort of uh, limitation to when they can come back. Okay. So Bonino can like the, play the, Thursday uh, and more than likely will. He's been practicing all preseason. Uh, I don't think there's anything keeping him from playing. Uh, I'm not really yeah, sure that's, that's... why they designated him non-roster. Brian? Uh, I don't know. I'm not too worried about it, though. I think if um, if they were worried about that being anything more than just a couple days, I think they would have tried to keep uh, Kamenev or uh, Gaudreau up to kind of uh, fill out the center core, but... I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays tomorrow night. And all all reports I've read on him, uh, I took Ryan Benino or Nick Benino, not Ryan. Who's Ryan? <laughs> I took Nick Benino in our draft towards the end, and uh, all of the projections and reports say that you know he's sat out all of the preseason games in order to play that first game in Boston this year. So I hope that he plays. We need him. I mean, we don't have another second-line center right. past that. Right? Yeah, like Ryan said, uh, sending Kamenev and uh, Gaudreau down pretty much singled 
they are looking to have Nick Bonino on the ice tomorrow. Well, Ryan mentioned it during that last topic. Uh, Kamenev and Freddie Gaudreau, I always want to call him Johnny, uh, but Freddie Gaudreau have been sent down while, like you said, Ben, Samuel Gerrard got the call and will start the team or start the season with the team in Boston. Uh, obviously won't play top-line minutes or even second-line defense. Uh, Second defensive pairing minutes, but we'll probably play with uh, Anthony Potato there on the third line. Right, and uh, I mean it's a great opportunity for Gerard. You have nine games to give him uh, before uh, you burn his first year, so uh, you know that's most likely what what he gets is that nine games. I don't think. Physically, he's ready. I mean, he's 160 pounds soaking wet. It's a tough job to play defense in the NHL at 160 pounds, uh, even if you're 5'10". <laughs> so uh, we'll see uh, how it goes. It's it's a nice luxury to have a guy that close that, that you can um, keep around for a little while and uh, have him develop at, at this level. I, uh, I saw a tweet today from the uh, Shawinigan, the, the team he played yeah. for in juniors. They tweeted something. It, it, was, it was in French, and it was a rough translation, but it was something about how they're going to miss him or something. But the way I interpreted it, it sounded like they weren't expecting him back at all Is this that year. Right? So I don't know if that was – I don't know. That was just how I read it, and I could be totally off there and reading way too far into it. But I really – that – I don't like that. The idea of Gerard wasting a year of his contract this year, I don't think he's ready to play. I watched a lot of him last year in Shawinigan, and uh, I, I don't know. He's not physically mature enough, I think, to be a NHL defenseman right now. But we'll see. You, you'll get the nine games out of him for sure, and we'll be able to see – if he adjusts quickly or how he plays and we'll be able to move on from You see a lot more NHL teams today willing to burn that first year of the contract uh, to give them over the nine games uh, because what they're really worried about is having that first year count toward the six years you uh, are uh, allotted before you're an unrestricted free agent. So that may be something to watch with Gerard. I'm not sure what that number is exactly. It's something like 40 games or maybe longer. I'm not, I'm not, I would have to look it up. But at any rate, if you do see him with the Preds long term, uh, there's probably a chance that he could still go back and play with his uh, CFL team. Well, all right. Uh, do you guys think that, you know, they would keep him around if, for whatever reason, Alexi Emelin, you know, just isn't cutting it or he's not <laughs> – he's he's injured or something? You think that would be why they'd keep him around? I don't know. Personally, I would just send him back to juniors. I don't think he's ready. I don't think it's worth throwing him into the fire early 
and potentially hurting him from doing that. So I just take it slow. I think a lot of people want to rush their prospects in because they're excited about them, and I don't think the Preds need to do that. So I don't think they, they definitely should. shouldn't rush anybody with with the depth they have at D. <laughs> I don't think that rushing anybody does anybody any good. So hopefully you're right. Um, we shall see tomorrow night how he plays, and I'm personally looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, so definitely. Yeah. He's gonna be fun to watch. And he's he's one yeah. of the guys that we've heard a lot about, or that I've heard a lot about personally, uh, as as a novice fan. You know, still I'm still getting into it, still learning as I go. But he's one of the the prospects I've heard a lot about. So, yeah, he's great. Last year he was incredible. It was so much fun. Yeah, he was. So there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, he was a high draft pick. So he's a guy that uh, you definitely are counting on to uh, eventually be a high-caliber defenseman. Well, all right. Uh, since we're talking about tomorrow night's game, uh, does anybody have any thoughts on how the game against the Bruins will go? It's it's so early in the season. Uh, there are so many unknowns. Uh you know, it, it you really don't know. I mean, it's the first game, so there's a lot of unknowns, uh, new teammates, new line mates uh, on uh, you know both squads. So it's 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 hard to predict that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to expect. I, I I'm not sure. Normally, the last couple of years, the Preds have started out the season really poorly. And they've always seemed to bounce back and make the playoffs anyway. So I don't really think – I'm not sure what to expect out of them, but I'm not going to be too worried if things haven't yeah. really clicked yet. Yeah, I'm, I learned uh, pretty early last season that, you know, that uh, the start doesn't necessarily matter as long as you can, you know, yep. follow it up with a couple of really good months like the Preds had throughout the schedule. Uh, I'm not – I'm not expecting anything. Like Ben said, there are you do need to learn how to play with like Scott Hartnell and Nick Benino will learn need to learn how to play with the Predators who were there last season. Just as just as they will need to learn to play with each other. So I'm not expecting too much out of the team the first five or so games. Um, but it'll be nice to watch them again. I can't wait. Uh, but then we have to go straight to Pittsburgh. Last time we saw those guys, they were skating around with a trophy above their heads, and we weren't all we weren't at all happy about it. Anything you guys want to see that night? Specifically, a win. <laughs> Not Crosby. You'd just be happy Back with win. Well. I want more than a win. I want to shut. I want Matt Murray to be chased out of the game in the first period. How about a, a PK hip check on? Yeah, any any fire. sort of Clayton, retaliation. Clayton. No, I'm not. I'm not calling no, the dirty no, stuff. Nothing dirty. Of course not. Stuff. We wouldn't want to hurt anybody. That's just not sportsmanlike. 
but I want some sort of retaliation for the way things ended back in June. Like I yep. said, if Preds are gonna want yeah, to if it. Matt Murray they're you know allows it. four or five goals in the first period, that's okay. I'm okay with them kind of you know roughing up Sydney. Oh yeah. Is it is it common for for the Stanley Cup losers to play the Stanley Cup winners this early in the season? I have no idea. I've never either. I didn't know if this was, you know, something that happened frequently. Sure, it's not. I know that. Yeah, I know you play every team, you know, a few times, but I didn't know. Yeah, all the Eastern teams. I didn't know how, how early they would schedule something like this. Uh, My first ever Predators game was against the Penguins last year, uh, where they won five to one with mostly Milwaukee players. Was it, wasn't that UC Soros and go? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yep. The UC, Penguins UC are played a Pecorine killer. Yeah. UC played that game. Uh, Kevin Fiala had a hell of a night. Um, what else did we see? Sidney Crosby did not play, though. Uh, I think Sidney was still coming back from a concussion or something. But he did not play. Yeah, from the uh, yeah. World Cup. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of disappointing. But that was also before I started to dislike any of those players from Pittsburgh. So it wasn't, <laughs> you know, the it wasn't the worst thing in the world that he didn't play. Plus the Preds won five to one. So I'm excited for for some get back. But let's move into the the speculative part of the show. Or now we just randomly say things and hope that they come true. I would like you I would like both of you guys to tell me who's going to win the central division. Or who you think will win the central. And it's, it's there's probably three contenders and I don't think the Blackhawks are one of them. I think it's probably Yeah, that's nope. a hot take. Uh, probably <laughs> Predators, Stars, and Wild that are okay. that are going to be contending for that that Central Crown this year. We'll see. I mean, I've counted the Black Hawks out before, and they've done some really crazy things. So I guess I guess we'll now, see if, if that bears out. One of those three. If you had to pick one of those three that you just named, who would you pick? Of the Preds, but I'm a homer. Okay. Hey, nothing wrong with that. We started this show as fans of the Preds. So that's what that's what the people are here for anyways. Ryan? Um, I went with a little bit of a bold prediction. I was trying today when I was in class, I was trying to figure out how I thought the Central was going to play out. And I thought I was getting clever with a bold prediction, but um, it's turned on me tonight as they're getting stomped six nothing. I picked the Jets to wow, win the division. Yes. That, that's a bold. Oh prediction. wow, I, that's I very figured, bold. I have them fifth. I figured they. I love their their young guys. I mean, Line and Ehlers and Shifley are all fantastic. They got Brian Little and uh, Wheeler still. I mean, on defense, they got yeah, Bufflin and Truba, and Morrissey's really good. And yeah. I, I, I love their roster, and I was really expecting them oh, to come well, out tonight and prove it. 
and they did the exact opposite. You never know. I mean, <laughs> the first we, night. We was... just talked about. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about how you don't know what you're going to get those first five or so games. Exactly. You're learning to play with other people or new players, or maybe your lines have changed. You're trying to develop chemistry. So this could be a, a one-off thing. They might not struggle like this the next time. Oh, well, they're not going to lose every game 6 nothing. I sure hope not. <laughs> I don't know. I It was a toss-up to me between the Jets and the Preds, and uh, I, I picked the Jets to try to be uh, smarter than everyone else, well, but I probably I mean, shouldn't have. It could happen. Oh, well. It I'll happen. stick with it. <laughs> I mean, it, it. You never get credit if if you're not willing to put yourself out there. So, kudos to you exactly. for that. Exactly. And, and I'm going to I'm going to mark it down just in case you're right. You know, we will revisit that. Yeah. And oh yeah. Give you all the credit. <laughs> here's here's my uh, problem with the Jets. The Jets have the same GM that they had last year. They have the same coach that they had last year. Uh, the coach is my issue there. I'm not a big fan of Paul Maurice. I don't know. Yeah, so I had them fifth in my projection. All right, so the way I've got the, the central shaking out is – I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars. Uh, they got better at goaltender. Ben Bishop's yep. there now. Uh, if I'm not... What else did the Dallas Stars do this year? I know I had it all mapped out earlier. Rattle off was a big ad for them, for sure. Uh, they could be they could be really good this year, or they could do like last well, year. Well, they didn't really help their goaltending situation much. I don't know. What was yeah, the I like percentage last year? Like, it was floating I'll, around. I couldn't tell you. It wasn't good. I I don't know. Um, but that the the last couple of years though, when the, the Tampa was at their sort of peak there, when they went to the finals and stuff, Ben Bishop was a huge part of it. And if he could return to that, it's I think it would be really We'll see. Yep. He's got a career save percentage of 919. Yeah. It was 900 even last year. Ooh. Well, my bad. 900 Ooh. while he was in L.A., but he uh. only played seven games there. Uh, it was 911 yeah. while he was with Tampa Bay. So 49 or 39 games. I'm not even going to try to do math. Oh, no. Uh, somewhere between 900 and 911. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think Bishop was definitely an upgrade uh, over. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely an upgrade over Lutton and Niemi. Anthony Niemi was there, I think. But yeah. I'm gonna go Dallas to win the division. I know that that sounds horrible as a Preds fan, but I've got them finishing second. And then I've got the Blues finishing third in the division. I'm going to save my bold Blues. predictions for later. That is a yeah, bold I'm prediction. Gonna go with, Blues finishing third. Well, I really like the Blues. I, They're destroyed Yeah, that's now. the thing. Fabry's, Fabry's out for the year. He was out for most of last year. Yeah, that's going to hurt. Yeah. They played strong. 
uh, I respect out of the four teams we played uh, in the playoffs last year, they were the ones I respected the most. So yeah, me too. Uh, to show some of that respect, I'm going to to give them third in the division. All right, so we know or we've guessed at how the division will shake out. Anybody want to want to offer a projection for how the Predators lines will shake? I mean, Laviolette likes to change the lines up a lot, so I'm sure they're going to be shifting around the full year. But I mean, I mean of course, right? <laughs> what it's going to be night in, night out. Things happen, and and there's different yeah. matchups you have to play for, but. Just to start the season for fun, for shits and giggles. Well, not? it looks like uh, for opening night at least, the Jofa line will be intact uh, with um, Forsberg, Joey, and Arvidsson. You have and, to think that that line stays together for more or for most of the year. Well, you know, I think a lot of that depends on Kevin Fiala. Uh, I okay. think that maybe eventually he could, and that's one of my bold predictions, is that Fiala eventually gets moved to that top line. And a, a, a reason I think that is is because Fiala is uh, – He's. A, I think that he's a better fit to play with Forsberg than Arvidsson. Okay. Care to share some of that reasoning? What's that now? Would you like to to share your reasoning behind that thought? Well, Arvid- not that I disagree. I'm just curious. Arvidsson. Well, and here's another thing. I think Arvidsson would really help that second line. You've got Hartnell, Bonino. And then if you put Arvidsson down there, Arvidsson takes a lot of shots. Uh, You really don't need to set him up like maybe you do a Kevin Fiala. Uh, Joey is great at setting people up. So I think if if Fiala plays on that first line, he'll be more productive. And then putting Arvidsson on that second line gives you more of two bona fide lines to roll out there. Okay. That's solid, sound reasoning. I like that. That's just my thinking. But, I like uh, it. I'm, uh, you know I agree with most of your hockey takes. Beyond that, uh, it looks like Salamaki and uh, Smith will be the wingers on the third line with Sissons anchoring that third line uh, versus uh, Yarncroft. And Yarncroft will Which be... I- on that third, on that fourth line with our favorite predator Cody McLeod, and uh, he makes me hate my name. What's that? He makes me hate my first name. <laughs> I don't want to share Cody <laughs> McLeod anymore. The heartbringer of hits Austin Watson just, on that last line. I am just not a fan of Cody McLeod. Not either. I'd rather have Auburn there. Yeah, I mean, like, for why is he still there? Like, does he have dirty pictures of David Poyle or something? It's Lobby. Lobby likes having that enforcer. Yeah. 
I mean, before they traded for him, they were there yeah. was some cheap hits on Yossi. And the day after Yossi was ruled out with a yeah. concussion, they oh, traded we were in uh, Colorado. Yo, as we left Colorado, or yeah, okay. No, we were going to Colorado, and we traded for McLeod. And yeah, McLeod he fought Jerome McGinn. Uh, Jerome McGinn was asked to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That first game, it was like, you know, there was some tension or something built up. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, the peak of Cody McLeod as a predator for me. For sure. It never got <laughs> any better. His first game. So... <laughs> Double nickel can go. I I don't need him. Right. But he's gonna be here, obviously, for at least the foreseeable future. We gotta get used to him. Um, I actually have the the exact same lines that you named, um, with Philip, Ryan, and RV on the top line. Scott, Nick, Kevin Fiala on the second. Mika, Colton, Craig, third. And Cody, Callie, and Austin on the floor. Yeah, I see. See, I, I, um, I, I didn't do that. I don't know. I was just throwing some lines together today in class, and I, I kept the Forsberg, Johansson, Arvidsson together. I did Fiala with Benino and Smith because I think Smith yeah. needs Fiala. I'm not sure about that. Um, and then I did Hartnell on the third line with Yarncroke at center and Auberg. I don't know what's up with Auberg, if he's going to play or not, because of Laviolette's comments. But I put him there. We'll see what happens. And then on the fourth line, I put Salamaki, Sissons, and Watson. Because I couldn't, I couldn't in my heart put McLeod Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know how, now that I've just said all those disparaging things about Cody McLeod, I'm not sure how I even put him in the lineup. But it is what well, it is. Well, he'll be in the lineup, I think. <laughs> Just going off uh, past lineups. Yeah. I mean, if he's there, I don't get paid to make those kind of decisions. I just have to deal with it. So, you know, I won't be be that upset, really, because at least the Predators are playing hockey. Exactly. And, I mean, they could skate anybody out there, and I don't care. But... Uh, all right, so that's the the forwards. We we briefly discussed defense earlier. We don't need to talk about that again. Uh, point projections. Probably should have. Uh, I didn't know whether we when when you guys both mentioned it, or I think it was you, Ben. But you said points projections. I didn't know if you meant by team or by the our team. So I just went ahead and put or projected a lot of our forwards. Um, yeah, and I am really, really optimistic. I realized that as I was doing them, I was like, damn, I am way too generous with all these points. So I'll let you guys go first, and then I will ruin it all by showing or by saying all these video game-like <laughs> statistics. Well, I didn't do anything like that, and it's funny that I'd mention <laughs> it and not do it. But, uh, I mean... I, I did on – did you? Okay, cool. Well, I did. y'all could leave me out of the conversation, though. I did yeah, do on Twitter numbers. my uh, goal proje- uh, projections for some of the top-line uh, guys, but I didn't do well, anything as far as points. Now, you, you guys okay. go, and well, I'll find that tweet. Okay, that's that works. All right, so I'll start with Victor Arvidsson. 
I wish I would have put last year's totals next to him because that would kind of help provide some context. Um, but I've got Victor with 61 points total and 33 goals, 28 assists. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Like I said, really, really generous. Okay. Um, That's a way, way more than necessary. <laughs> Uh, I see Philip Forsberg as a 70-point player. Dang. Uh, 35 and 35. <laughs> like I we said, gotta way win too the cup. All right. Yeah, we are. Exactly. How can you win the cup without your top line scoring, like, almost 200 points? Uh, or over 200 points, actually, because I've got Ryan Johansson <laughs> with 55 assists and 20 goals. <laughs> that's, that's actually not too unrealistic. <laughs> Okay, so I, I'm hitting 300 or 333 at this point. I've got Scott Hartnell basically like killing it with 45 points on the second line. Right? This is Jesus. absurd. I think Hartnell what has is going to be here. I don't know that he has that good of a year. Well, the second line is probably the best second line in all of hockey because Nick Bonino, 45 points. Uh, yeah, I. Hey. What? I said they were absurd to start with. You guys told me to go ahead. Uh, And Kevin Fiala with 40. Definitely realistic. I've got him at 25 goals and 15 assists. Yeah. Uh, Cal Yarncroke, I've got him 10 goals. Cody McLeod's going to give us three goals this year. Whoa, down from He's going to step it up with assists, though. He's going to have a whole 10. 13 points for Cody McLeod. Uh, Mika Salamaki <laughs> is probably my favorite that I did because it, it really feels, after watching him this preseason, it feels pretty spot on. I could see a solid 10 goals out of him. Oh, yeah. And uh, I can't do math either because I put 15 assists, but I only wrote 20 points. So I don't know how to do math. <laughs> uh, Colton Sissons, has, I've got him at seven goals. If he's going to play down on the third line? I, I think, think that's low. Yeah, I I was basically just guessing. I went off of what they did last year and basically assumed that they would be healthy all year, with the exception of Ryan Ellis, who obviously will be out right. for most of the season. Uh, I've got him at 17, 17 points, uh, only five goals, 12 assists. Uh, Roman Yossi with 43 points total, 8 goals, 35 assists. P.K. Subban is my pick for the, the Norris winner. He's going to have no, he's going to have 60 goals, points, <laughs> only 15 goals, but 45 assists. But he's going to be so perfect this year. Watch it. Yeah, he has. He's done that before. I, I think he's, he's going to get back 60. to it. I, I do think he has a good year this year. Definitely better than last Last year was uh, going to be the best certainly unusual year for PK Subban. Well, yeah, the back and it bothered him and, kind of a lot. And, and the chemistry with the team at the beginning of the year didn't help. True, yeah, because absolutely. he started with Roman Yossi. Uh huh. And then they moved him back with uh with Matias. So. Yeah, I think exactly. he's found this a home with that column. If they keep that line yeah, he's together got the all chemistry. year, we're going to be really good defensively. I can only hope so. Ryan, it's your turn, though. Not letting you escape this. And yours are probably closer to correct than mine will be. 
Well, I went kind of high on stuff I, too, but not I just went as crazy much as you. I figured, why not? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I kind of went pretty high too. I got Forsberg going thirty-seven okay. goals, thirty-one assists, and sixty-eight points. Um, I, I put I really odd numbers like in. I don't know why. You're, I put you're psychic, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, see, I was doing the opposite. You got the. You've got to. Yeah. You, we've got uh, to all go back to this podcast after the season and see how correct Ryan was on these predictions. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right, well, I got uh, Johansson. Had f- I put him for 15 goals, 55 okay. assists, 70 points. That's probably a little high, but I don't know. I'm going to roll with it. Uh, Arvidsson, I put at 28 goals, 25 assists, 53 points. I, I had him going down. Um, I don't know why. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, and then Fiala, I put 21 21 goals for Fiala, 18 assists, 39 points. Uh, Benino, 16 goals, 21 assists, 37 points. Smith, Craig Smith, how could you forget? Playoff Craig. How could you forget about Craig Smith? 17 goals, 16 I assists, think Smith 33 points. Back this year in a so better than last year. He he better. better too. Oh, I hope so. Right. He's too he can fast skate to be too bad. well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, I just did a uh, Hartnell at 18 goals, 16 assists, 34 points. I'd imagine most goals? of those goals would be power play goals in that's, front of a That's how many I have Hartnell uh, getting. 18. Hey, that's only two less than I put them down for. Yeah. Hey, we're and, all on the same wavelength. And then, uh, there we go. Yarn Crook, I had 15, 15, 30. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. predict Yarn Crook. I don't know what to expect of him. I Probably went 10, same as last 15, year. 25. Yeah, and, and that's where yeah. I stopped at him. I don't know. <laughs> and then for the defenseman, uh, I, I got Yossi going 13 goals, 41 assists, 54 points. Um, and then Subban, 17 goals, 36 Boo. assists, 53 points. I think Subban, Subban, I think he's gonna take over like Ellis's like power play goals are there, so I think his goals are gonna be up from last year. Uh, and then his assists will be down a bit because he won't be getting those assists uh, on the Ellis one timers. I forgot all about that. Get what that I'm saying? Spot where there Ryan just sets up. Yeah, because yeah, because Subban was setting up Ellis pretty much most of last year on the power play, but Damn, now I think Subban is gonna be oh, the one God. shooting. I forgot all about um, the power play. And then I just threw I just threw Ekholm at eight goals, twenty three yeah. assists, thirty one points, okay. a little bit up from last year. About similar similar where he was two years ago. Um Ellis I put at seven goals, twenty one assists, twenty eight points. Because I think when he comes yeah, back he's gonna be on really the power play again. Damage I don't know. After he gets back from that injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a tear. And then uh, I just did, for fun, I did Samuel Gerrard if he sticks. <laughs> um, and I put him at 6 I've goals, at 15 two, assists, 21 six. points. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That That is not, like, that's assuming he plays the full season yeah. and he gets, like, power play time and stuff, which I don't expect. Yeah, I but just, I just did it for fun. Anyway. I didn't want to do everybody on the team. Like, I didn't do Mati- or Matias or uh, Matt Irwin. Yeah. Or Alexi Emelin, because I've heard really yeah, I didn't bad things him about him. That's all I got. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, you might get an assist. I will take it. All right. So <laughs> that was pretty fun. I really like that, and we should come up with fantasy numbers more often. Well, hey, let uh, me let's uh, briefly. Let me uh, read you. Oh what yeah, you I got on Twitter. Now, I, like yes. I was saying, I just did goal projections. I didn't do uh, assists or points. And I didn't do the whole team. I didn't do the defensemen. I just kind of threw this mm -hmm. out there as something to look back on and see how accurate it was. But I have Forsberg going for 40 goals. All right. I have Joey going for 20 nice. goals. I think okay. I think he picks it up this year. It, Ooh, it's probably nice. not going to happen, but it, it's... He's got to stop being so tentative. Well, he's just, like, he's a playmaker. got to be aggressive. He's, I get it. Yeah. And, and RV, I have RV dropping a little bit to 25 goals. I have Craig Smith picking it up big time and scoring yeah. 23 goals. As I said, I think Hartnell gets 18. Ooh. Fiala, I have scoring 25 goals. I'm firm on that. I think Fiala's going to have a big year. Bonino, 15. Auberg. Now, this was way before Lavi was saying bad things about Auberg, but I have him at 17. <laughs> That's not. That wouldn't be a bad total. Well, it would. It's probably unrealistic given what he's done. Yeah. In yeah. in his history, I mean, other than a couple of moments in the playoffs where he's looked really good. Exactly. Oh, wow. Like what he did to Oli Mata there in game two? Yeah, I won't forget oh. that moment. <laughs> it's hard to forget anything from that series. Uh, all right, so everybody got the... Uh... scored. All right, let's briefly talk about the captain captaincy. And leadership. Uh, when we recorded last, the team, I don't even think we knew whether or not Mike Fisher was officially going to retire. I don't think we did. Um, I think we expected, or I know I expected him to retire. I, I was holding out hope. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And nothing wrong with being optimistic about it. I don't blame you. But, uh, yeah, now Mike Fisher's gone, uh, and there is a new predator with the C on his sweater. It's not who I wanted for captain. Um but Roman Yossi was, was awarded that C, and I don't think that he is any less deserving than anybody on this roster, and I think he's the most deserving. Um, he just wasn't my personal pick. I wrote a whole article about it. Forgot to even mention the fact that we've all started writing articles for ourselves. Um, but we'll address that at the end of the show. Uh, Roman Yossi is our captain now. Ryan Ellis is the associate captain. I think that's what they call it. And then you've got Ryan Johansson, yeah. Philip Forsberg as the other two A's. Oh, and Matias Ekholm. And Ekholm. Uh, Ekholm. And then they included guys like Nick yeah. Benino, P.K. Subban, and Pekarine in the leadership group. Um, like I said, I think Roman is probably the most deserving, uh, seeing as he's the one of the longest tenured Predators on the roster. And, you know, he's he's now played under the previous two captains. I think that, that the front office and coaching staff made the right decision. 
yeah, it was a no-brainer decision. And you could tell that just by listening to the players. They, they interviewed Joey, and uh, he basically acted like it was just common knowledge who was going to be the new captain uh, from the way he talked. So, yeah, I don't think it was a real tough decision on anyone. I still would have picked Ellis. I um I was pretty vocal about that on Twitter. I would have picked Ellis. Um, he's been a captain everywhere he's played in Windsor and for Team Canada, and he always seems super vocal on the ice, and everyone seems to be super into it. But I don't disagree with Yossi at all, and I mean I'm I'm happy with it. But I still would have gone yeah, I don't with think Ellis. I don't think you could have went wrong no. with either or. Yeah. I Not mean, at all. Both yeah, of them, both of them are, are great. Are great leaders. They showed uh, or Ryan Ellis throughout most of the season. I felt like he was probably one of the bigger leaders. And I think when I wrote about the captain, uh, I even said that that Roman Yossi was kind of similar to Mike Fisher and Shea Weber before him as the strong, silent leaders. You know, I didn't get to see a whole lot of Shea. Uh, but I also did not see a whole lot of Shea. So, like I said, they just kind of did what they did inside the room, and they led by example and not with their mouthiness, which my captaincy pick, or my pick for captain would have done exactly that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, from my experience, I always liked a captain that took over and yelled and I pumped us up. I thought that PK would have done a fine there. job doing that. Yeah, that's a Vocally. different style of leadership, but uh, yeah. no less valid. Yeah, both of them work. I mean, some of the greatest leaders ever yeah, I mean, are both, like, either yeah, I mean, way. So you can't really go wrong. Um, and I, I do, like, I want to yeah. point out how yeah, Ellis gets a permanent a floating a, a. while the other three are rotating the other one. Yeah, so I, I did like that they gave both of them. Like, they gave Yossi the C, but Ellis gets the permanent A. So, I, I like that they kind of uh, Agreed. Uh, gave, and appreciated both year, of them and gave them both the If I'm not mistaken, honor. I felt like I never knew who was wearing the A. Like, I, I know I saw James Neal have it on. <laughs> PK had an A at one point. Uh, I want to say... I mean, Ryan Ellis had one. Most of them most I mean, year, I think. I feel like everybody had an A, so I couldn't really figure out how the the A's worked. Um, <laughs> but yes, it is it is nice to know that Ryan Ellis will be rewarded and looked up to Dang. as a leader. Toronto scored seven goals. Hey, at least Winnipeg didn't get shut out though. That's true. How <laughs> oh, did they get one? I feel like oh, they got two. I'm, nice. Yeah, I mean, right. Every time there I'm you go. Winning the TV, Central. <laughs> St. Louis has had the puck. Yeah, they kind of got Pittsburgh Anyways. on the run. All right. Yeah. It, it definitely looks like they've dominated possession. Of course, I've been trying to focus on this. I only look up sparingly, but every time I do, I swear it's white jerseys in the offensive zone. So, hopefully they'll win this game. Um, yeah. Anyways, we've, we've covered 
everything that we didn't talk about in that first episode. We've talked about the leadership group. We've talked about what we think will happen with the team, with the division. But we have we need to make some bold predictions in just a second. But Ben wanted to talk about Ryan Johansson's article that he wrote for the Predators website. And I had, like I told Ben, I had started reading it. It was a very good article, and then I got caught up doing something. I don't remember what I was doing. Uh, but it ended when I finished the article, it ended up being one of the best player-written articles I've read, including stuff that I've seen on you know the Players' Tribune that has made me tear up. Right. And, I mean, I've read all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminded I, me of is one of those player-written articles on the Tribune. But um, it's... That article was it hit a lot closer to home because he he talks about being a fan of the Predators yeah. and he could not join his teammates and and he talked about you know being on Broadway before Game Three and seeing everybody just lying telling everyone and, he saw go you know, Preds yeah and I mean the guy just he really soaked it up and loved being a part of this team and. It was a very, very good article. Thank you for telling me to finish Absolutely. reading it. Um, yeah, if anyone hasn't read that yet, I, go to the Predators website. It's called My Story, A Crash Course in Being a Fan, Raising a Banner. Uh, a lot of really cool things in there. Uh, it's clear that the team has the mindset of, okay, we did that last year, but that's nothing. We've got to do it all over again, and we're starting from square one. Uh, They see the banner as motivation because it isn't Stanley Cup champions. Uh, It's, you know, it's a Western Conference crown. It's it's close, but not good Exactly. You know, they, they, they realize how close they were. But in any team that suffers a loss like that or even even if you win any any championship level team when you start the year over you're building those blocks all over again you can't build on the success you had from the previous year that's a recipe for disaster uh, that's why you see I had so a, many I had a Blackhawks fan so many NFL teams make it to the Super Bowl and miss the playoffs the next year because they don't get that one concept. Yeah. I had a Blackhawks fan tell me one time that they that they thought the players were getting bored from winning so many Stanley Cup. I was like, that's the that's dumbest hilarious. thing. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. These players get paid millions of dollars. They don't get bored from winning. Well, you were that's dealing never with a Blackhawks fan, so what do you expect? I know I should have I should have listened and or thought more about that, but that was like the dumbest thing. No athlete gets bored by no. winning. You know they get bored from like Barry Sanders. He got bored because his team couldn't win exactly. and because his team was not any good. And CJ, yeah, Calvin Johnson, exactly. <laughs> Calvin Johnson. <laughs> you know, generational talents oh, squandered go, by the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Uh, because they refused to build around them. Uh, and then they beat the Vikings. But, no, I, I thought that that the article was great. Uh, Ryan Johansson really showed. I could feel his passion for the city uh, in that article. 
I thought that it was well written, and I I just can't wait to see what these guys do after you know being that close. Like it it really does excite me thinking about game one being tomorrow night and the quest to get back to where we were, and then even higher. Like, nothing would make me higher or happier than seeing them at least get back to the Stanley Cup final. It's a long season. You're right. All right. So, we're going to end the show by offering up some bold predictions for what we think will happen with the season, with the team, and none of my points projections for the players count. None of them. Yes, same. Uh, I've got I've got <laughs> one that's even crazier. Uh, yeah. It's even crazier than what I projected oh. him to do. So, yes. Uh we're going to let Ben start since I think Ben's the only one with a complete set of five. Well, they're not a solid five. Oh, never mind. Yeah, okay. Cool. I got five. Yeah, that's cool, too. We kind of I got discussed three. that. So. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to be pretzel. Oh, yeah. Mine are, but they don't have to be. Um, my uh, first bold prediction uh, continues what I was saying earlier about my confidence in Kevin Fiala. I have him scoring 30 goals as a bold prediction. I have not two. I mean, two, if he gets put up on the first bold, line, it's not really but, bold. It uh, might happen. <laughs> well, I mean, if he, if he gets put on the yeah. first line with Joey and Forsberg no, or something, you gotta watch and it. I, because he's too that, skilled You know, to. was what I was saying earlier. I think eventually he gets put yeah. up there. But um, my second bold prediction, I have, Port, uh, I have Forsberg Perhaps. scoring 40 goals. Already revealed that earlier, but it's a uh, it's a line filler. Um, my third bold prediction is that the Predators will have 110 points this season. Wow! Yeah, big bold prediction. Oh, wow! Um, all right. Like a... Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would, it would be. That'd be a fun uh, year. My fourth bold prediction is Subban will have 70 points. And then my last bold prediction is uh, what I mentioned earlier, earlier, that uh, Fiala will move to the top line before the end of the year. Okay. All right, Ryan, your turn. All right, yeah, like I said, mine aren't prejudiced at all. Um, I couldn't really think of what I was going to do. So I, um, my ah, first one was uh, Victor Hedman wins bold. Morris. Shouldn't be a bold prediction. I mean, I think he's the best defenseman in the NHL, so it's not really bold from my point of view. But um, everyone wants to give it to Carlson yeah, I don't every year, so I guess like it is bold. Um, I know you're not a Don't even get me fan. started. I have lost... But I have I, lost I just Twitter don't followers get it. over like, that. <laughs> okay, he's a solid defenseman, but you know, I I would take five. Other oh, he's a lot of fun to watch. Him. He's great. But... Well, I mean, during the the off season, I was getting bored, so I made a top ten list of the uh, my personal top okay. ten defensemen in the NHL, and I think he was eight. So, 
I mean, he's really good, but I don't see the number one hype or third and third yeah, best player outrageous. in the NHL behind yeah, Crosby and McDavid. Like that's absurd to me. All right, well, my second one, I don't know how bold it is because I haven't really been paying attention to what other people think, Damn but my it, second one Ryan. is the Blackhawks don't make the playoffs. Damn um, you. <laughs> Interest. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, they've made it like 10 years or something in a row. I, I didn't look it up, but they've been there forever, so I think this is the year they don't. Um, that's my, my second bold prediction. My third one is, um, again, I don't know if this is bold or not. Uh, John Tavares gets traded. Um, uh, I don't know where to, That's, or I don't know for what or when, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't Doesn't imagine you'd want to stay in New York, and, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they trade him to not lose him in free agency. I don't know. Um, my next one is, uh, Jamie okay. Ben wins the Art Ross this year. Uh, All right. Yeah, not McDavid. Well, uh, if Jamie Ben of all people, then, I mean, I, I think, I think, I think Dallas, Dallas is like I said earlier, they're gonna be pretty like boom or bust. Like either these are gonna, gonna work be, and they're gonna be great, they're gonna or they're work. gonna be like last year. Um, I I'm not sure, but either way, uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, that's probably my boldest of the predictions is him winning the uh, Art Ross. Uh, I don't know. I like Jamie Ben a lot. And then uh, my my fifth one is uh, Cam okay. Calvert wins the Vesna. That's my that's my guy I, out there in Edmonton. I, that one's I probably the most realistic. Happen. I think he. Yeah, I mean, especially if Edmonton like tears it up like a lot of people are expecting them to. I think he could. Huh. That wasn't they too will... bold. I just added Honestly, that at the end Edmonton to make it Edmonton is five. my biggest um, concern. You know, yeah, April, I think they'll, uh, they they will probably be in the in the finals in the conference finals. Yeah, I'm I'm really scared about what Edmonton can do with another year under their belt, with a deeper playoff experience or deeper deeper playoff run. You know what? Yeah. What yeah, would be really scary? What if Connor McDavid like figures was... out how good he is? You mean he has like a 400 point season? <laughs> I mean, he's a 100 has point guy, yet? but he needs to score more goals. <laughs> so you're saying he's going to be like, yeah, 150 goals. Connor yeah. David, 300 points. That's it. <laughs> hey. There we go. Hey, he might do it. Who he's going to be He is the best player in the game. Yeah, he is. Definitely. Oh, yeah. He's the All best right, in the so league. To me, I'm he's gonna the best with... in the league. Oh, and I, I threw that's in a joke one at the end. Uh, Joe Sakic doesn't get fired. Mine um, is the opposite. That's Joe Sakic <laughs> does get fired. Uh, and Matt Duchesne gets traded as soon as he's fired. <laughs> I don't think Joe Sakic makes it to Christmas. He might not. I can't either. Well, I can't I just, believe you. I mean, you know, they're, the they're going to be so bad that, that, you know, the owners just want a clean house. And start over. And what kind going. of year do you guys? What kind of year See, do you I guys they expect done that out July. of Matt Duchesne? I don't think he'll do much. I mean, this is a guy that right. Yeah, yeah if he's in Colorado. I mean, if he's in Colorado. Still... Oh, right. Not going. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's definitely not going. Maybe forty points. Yeah. If he's in Colorado. Let's... Yeah. All right. So. Yes, two of mine are linked. It's Joe Sackett gets fired, 
and Matt Duchesne gets traded. The third one is the Predators will not miss James Neal quite as much as we think we will. Uh, not that bold. I think that Kevin Fiala steps up. Is it not that bold? I don't think it is. Okay. I I think it's kind of bold. I think people are and really I underestimating how important Neil was. I am trying to be really optimistic <laughs> and not admit that you know he was that valuable. Um, my second or my fourth one <laughs> is that Chicago does miss the playoffs altogether. Uh, what Marion host is out. They don't have Breadman anymore. I really like our team. I do too. Um, oh, it I, bugs me that he I stole really a caller from McDavid. I think he is really, really fun to watch. He might be one of like my top three players to watch in the league. And number one or number five, my boldest prediction is that Philip Forsberg has ninety plus points. Wow! Oh I told you. God. I told you. Okay. It was Whoa. even bolder than, than what I predicted happen. he would do <laughs> in the points projections. But I had to come up with something outrageous. Uh, yeah, and that yeah, was. Bold. I had to come up with something really crazy, and that's that's the least likely to happen, in my opinion. Um, that's. Hey, yeah, I that's love not gonna happen. <laughs> Watch it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's not me being negative. Get on, <laughs> yeah, on Phil's Instagram. Let him know what Ryan thinks. That's uh, <laughs> that's all I've got. Yeah, get him. As get far him as the uh, projection, bold takes, hot takes go. Um, thank you guys for the wonderful show. And guess what? We're right at an hour. Wow. You guys didn't think we could do it. I told you. Nice. I know. We've got faith, or I've got faith. You guys are incredibly talented and really good at this. Yeah. It is. I, I love hope everyone it. enjoys. It's a lot of fun. I hope everyone I mean, enjoys listening as much as we enjoy fun. doing it. That's all. I do too. And I think that, you know, yes, we've only done one until tonight. Uh, but the second one, I think, has went really, really well. And, you know, we've just got to get it out there. Uh, let's go ahead and sign out. Let's tell everybody Twitter's everybody or things like that that way we can continue to grow the fan base and in, in the show you can find me at ben stancliffe b-e-n-s-t-a-n-c-l-i-f-f on twitter ryan um okay uh yeah you can find me uh at angry Preds pretty fan. easy uh, Oh, no, no, you're no. worth the I hope I don't disappoint Any, you. Any Preds followers. fan worth their salt <laughs> would be following Angry Preds fan. Without a doubt. Uh, and you can find me at LameGretzky76. <laughs> um, and you can read our articles. Hopefully we'll come up with some more here in the next couple weeks. Um, what is it? Gold on the ceiling. Dot blogger. Dot <laughs> blog spot. Ah, dot blog spot. All right, so it's all on our on our show Twitter at GOTC Podcast. Um, Definitely follow the Twitter. We need followers. Yes. And Ben has wanted to do like a question and answer mailbag type show for the entire off season. Right. So please send us questions. Absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> anything predators related feel free to send that into us we will answer it on a future show if we get enough but that's all i've got unless anybody th has anything else nope. to add all right we'll see you guys next time and go press uh, that's about it no. <laughs> <laughs>